Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor, and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now, our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and just have fun. This is an audio-only podcast, but if you'd like to join the conversation, you can always go to birgitoconnor.com and join one of my interactive courses. If you'd like to hear more of these episodes, go ahead, subscribe to the channel, and I'll keep you posted. Or if you'd like to contact me, you can go to birgitoconnor.com, send me an email, or find me on Facebook and Instagram. And coming up this next week, we've got two interactive online courses that I'll tell you about at the end of the episode. Now today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about how to go about submitting your work into painting competitions. How to get started, what paintings you may want to choose, and what the judges might be looking for. And even if you're not within the United States, this can apply to you too. Now, if you're just starting out, a good way to get started is to think about joining a local art organization. And the reason being is that you'll get more community support and new ideas. You'll find out more where you can get the best deals on your art and framing supplies, and it'll help you grow as an artist. The other thing that's really great about joining a local art organization is if they have monthly meetings, a lot of times they'll have their own smaller competitions within that meeting. And that's a great way to help you get focused, started, and get your work out there. And if you don't have a local art organization, something you can consider is entering into the local county fair. And if you happen to win an award in that, then you move on to the state level. Now those are just some options that you can think about. And for those particular competitions, you don't have to worry about sending in a digital image. You just bring in the original art. So starting on the local level, let's talk about your framing. You don't need a fancy gold frame or a huge mat. Try to keep it simple. In fact, anything that's overdone can be distracting and take away from the art. And keep your mat off-white or a buff color. Now you may have a personal preference where you like a particular colored mat. That's fine if you want to keep it in your home. But don't bring it into a competition. And if it's really important for you to have that color on that mat, you could consider a small colored fillet as a double mat. But first, check the show prospectus. And if you're wondering what that is, those are the rules and guidelines of what you need to do to enter that show. Now, you might be thinking that you can get away with the cheapest mat and frame that you can find. And a lot of times that's true. But keep the frame very simple and the mat white or off-white or a buff color. And to help keep your framing affordable, try to keep it within standard sizes. But let's say you have a painting that's just a little off. Most often you can still use a standard size frame and then consider having your mat custom cut. Now, like I mentioned, this is a great way to get started and get some feedback and see what works and if this is something you like to do. But while I'm talking about framing, there's another option, especially when you move up to the national and international level. A lot of times these larger shows will have an option where you can actually send the unframed work and for a fee, they'll actually do the framing for you. And then once the show is over, they'll send back the unframed work. Now this works really well for international submissions, but if you're within the United States or within that area where the show is being held, you may want to consider having the framing done and then ship it or hand deliver. 
And the reason being is that perhaps you may want to consider other shows after the one you're entering. Then all you'd need to do is pay for shipping and handling. So now that you're thinking about possibly moving up in your competition level, how do you find the shows? One of the easiest ways is to look in the back of some of the art magazines, like International Artist, Artist Magazine, or whatever magazine you have access to. Look in the back, near the workshop section, and you'll find Call for Entries. Now another way to do that is to go online, look for watercolor competitions or the medium of your choice, and filter through it. You can also visit the home site of the particular artist magazine that you're interested in and see what they have available. You can also do a search online for watercolor societies. And if you're looking for a particular state, just write the name in and watercolor society. You'll also be able to find some of those links and listings in the show notes on my website. And for my international friends, a lot of those same societies will have international competitions. So you'll be able to enter. And all the submissions are digital. Now in the old days, we used to have to take slides and usually have them professionally shot, and then we could enter a show. But in this day and age, your smartphone will be just fine and can do a beautiful job. And if you don't happen to have one, I'm sure your friend does, and they can take it for you. Now, you don't need to make a huge investment into lighting, but you don't want the yellow cast of a light bulb or the blue of a sky. So take your painting, move it into different positions, use different lighting, and see what you like best. One option is to take your painting outside, have it face north, and then shoot back at it. But that doesn't always work because it really depends on the atmospheric conditions and the lighting. Now you can always try different studio lights if that's really something you want to do, but you really usually don't need that. Just make sure to take the picture in the largest size possible so you have the best resolution. Because once you enter it, you're going to have to resize the image, but we want it to be nice and clear and not blurry. And try to focus only on the art, not on the surrounding space. You don't need a picture of the fence or the wall or the easel. Now sometimes you really can't help it because it really depends on where you're taking your picture. And if that's the case, just try to get as little of the surrounding area as possible and then crop it down to only the image before you submit it. Now that doesn't mean that you can stand back and have all that surrounding space around the image and then crop it. Because if you do that, once you crop, the resolution's going to be different and most often it's going to be blurry. So now you have your digital image and you're ready to enter a show. But like I mentioned before, it's a good idea to test the waters first on the local level. Now it can be a lot of fun, but it can also be costly and time consuming. But it's also a really great way to get your work out there, seen, build some recognition, and establish yourself as an artist. Now before you enter into any show, you want to know what the rules are. So check the prospectus. Do you qualify? Most often you need to be 18 years or older and there are often size limitations. Now your work needs to be original content. That means the idea, concept, or reference material needs to be yours alone. Something you've created, not someone else's. And you definitely don't want to do copyright infringement. And the reason why all of this matters is depending on the competition, the perspectives, and whatever the rules are, if you don't pay attention to this, you could possibly be banned for years. 
Now, the other thing to keep in mind is when you're submitting your painting is that it's one that you've done entirely on your own and not in a workshop environment or under any kind of instruction. It needs to show your vision and creativity. And you might be thinking, oh, no one's going to know. I can do whatever I want. That's not necessarily true because there are people that will see it and it usually makes it back to the person that originally created it. So like I said, these are just some things to keep in mind. Now, when it comes to entry fees, it varies. It really depends on the organization, but it's usually cheaper if you're a member of that particular organization. So you may want to keep that in mind too. Now, if you don't get in, those fees are non-refundable. So don't think you get your money back because those fees go to the organization and help them run their show. Now let's go back to talking about the image for a minute and what size it needs to be, the resolution, and so on. Now that's really going to depend on the organization and the software or application that they're using. Now it usually needs to be a 300 dpi, dots per inch, and then they'll also tell you the size that they'll be accepting. And that can range from 1200 to 2100 pixels on the largest side. Now, if you're curious how you can tell what size your image is, go ahead, open it up. And for instance, I'm on a Mac. I would go up to the top, Tools, then drop down to Adjust Size, and then I'll be able to see how big the image is. And that'll give you a pretty good idea of the image resolution and what you have to work with. Now, you may need to adjust because usually they want the file size under 5 megabytes. And most often, many organizations are going to provide you with a link to an application where you can upload and resize your image. Or you can manually do it yourself. And some of the submission platforms already have that built in. So basically, what I'm trying to do is give you a general idea of how this works. Now, depending on the organization, your submissions will be limited usually to one to three images. So how do you know which one you want to submit? You'll have some favorites, and sometimes the one that you like the most won't even make it in there. It might be one that really surprises you. So we're not always the best judge of our own paintings, and most often not. Look for something that stands out. What's striking about it? Does the painting have a story, and does it speak? Does it command attention? Or is it photorealistic? Is it abstracted shape and color? What sets your painting apart? Because every judge is going to be looking for something different. And there's really no way to project what the judge is going to be interested in at that time. Now, overall, florals are not really the most popular because they can be very pretty, passive, and not very challenging to the viewer. Unless there's something that really sets it apart and makes it different. Now, some of the subject matter that seems to do well are portraits, abstracts, and landscapes. And what we're looking for is design, composition, and impact. So what you really want is something that really captures attention, makes it hard for the judge to look away, and they keep coming back. Take advantage of the medium. Work with your values, color, and light. Now, when I'm judging a show, what I'm really looking for is the artist in the painting. I want to see confident strokes, a good use of water and color, and that they generally know their medium. 
That doesn't mean that it has to be technically perfect or exactly like a photograph. I want the painting to engage me, so I can't look away, and I keep coming back. It needs to have a good design along with a pleasing composition and some sort of message that speaks to me. And what's really exciting is if I'm completely surprised and don't expect it. Is it unique, individual, and creative? And do I admire the applied technique? It can be dramatic or have high contrast. What sets it apart? Then once you've grabbed the attention of the judge, they'll come back to it, and then they'll look at your technical abilities, the composition, and the element of design. And when entering a show, try not to paint with the judge in mind. Make sure it's something that you're impassioned about. What tells your story? What are you excited about? Because you can never assume what the judge is going to be interested in. Now, some of your strongest paintings can be something that you have a real emotional connection to. Or perhaps it engages the viewer in just a visual dialogue of color and shapes and design. So usually, the painting that will be the most impactful is something that you're most excited about. Now, once you've put yourself out there and you're in that competitive arena, if you don't happen to get into any shows or you get rejections, please try not to worry about it because we all get rejected. Even if you've been competing for years or you're an established artist, it really is subjective to the judge. They may have a particular style that they're looking for or a theme of the show, or perhaps what they may want is a well-balanced show and they only have room for so many portraits or florals or abstracts, so they can only allow in so many. So again, please try not to take it personally. It also depends on how many paintings they can allow into the show, because if there are a lot of submissions and only a few spaces, there's going to be a lot of rejections. And something that is rejected in one show may win first place in another, so you never know. And it can also just be about timing. Now, this is easy to say or hear, but it's difficult to absorb sometimes. So what's most important is to not let it stop you and that you continue down your artistic path. So reviewing what we talked about today is if this is something that interests you, is that you start on a local level first. That way you'll find support, build confidence, and you'll find what works and what doesn't work for you. And then you can expand to the national and international level. Another reason why I'm suggesting that you start with the local level first is that if you jumped into the national and international level and didn't get in and don't understand why, it may stop you, and I don't want to see that happen. So build your confidence first, and then continue. So that concludes today's episode on entering competitions. Now, if you'd like to hear more of my podcasts, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, and I'll keep you posted. Now we've got two interactive six-week courses starting soon. One is Rock, Sand, and Sea Glass, and the other is Waves and Water Level 1. One starts this weekend on February 23rd and the other on February 27th. Now these are interactive courses with live bi-weekly meetings, and they're always a lot of fun. So if you're interested, please go to BeerGetOConnor.com, and I'll see you there. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.